0: Welcome everyone to Electronic Talks episode 17. Um, Today we have a very special guest. It's an artist based in Gothenburg named Vita Bergen. And he recently released his new album called Another Day in Paradise. So very welcome, Vita Bergen.
1: Thank you very much.
0: How are you doing
1: over there in Gothenburg? Um, I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh, I think we just had a little pre chat and uh, the sun is shining. The, the spring is almost uh, almost here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or is nice. it? Is it questionable whether it's it could be summer soon? Nobody knows.
0: Yeah, we're all um, hoping for that, right? Y- yeah. And you're you're but, coming up um, uh, from releasing an album about a month yeah. ago. How how does it feel to finally have these songs out in the open from another day in paradise?
1: It feels very very good um uh, it's uh, it's been such a weird year and uh this this whole process has taken so i mean so long and uh, we were scheduled for release like six months months before uh, this march when it was released mm. um so it's been like an emotional <laughs> roller coaster yeah uh, so now it's very very nice to have it out there.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, the title of the album? Is another day in paradise? Where does that come from?
1: So basically, it's uh, it kind of that title it grew uh, along with the songs. It just felt like it's like a double double-edged uh, double-edged uh, double sword, sword. So a knife so on the one hand it's just like every day especially during this pandemic. it's just like just like another day Mm. in paradise Uh, and the album is like the theme is is touching a lot of that like everything is sort of like well nothing particular happens it's just everything just life just goes on Mm. um but at the same time it's it's It really is like another day in paradise where life is actually, we have so many possibilities. And uh, uh, so, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's only me, but uh, sometimes I wander between, uh, between those two uh, realities, <laughs> mm. yeah.
0: I think you you mentioned before that the album is a lot about both the high points and the low points, right? and yeah. kind of about winning and losing. And I guess yeah. you, you did the album during like four years. Could you yeah. tell me a little bit, bit about that process, like the high points and the low points and and how, how your process was working when you did this album?
1: Yeah, so I think like for I think it's like that for for many artists and musicians and filmmakers or whatever that um, it's also like on, the, on one hand, music is there for for me personally, like as a like therapeutic or therapeutic uh, like tool,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where you can really, if you feel super mellow or sad, and something has happened, then I mean you can just dive into the to the world of melodies and uh, instruments and sort of like create a new universe and slowly and gradually. Like the the melodies and the music and the songs, they they like grab you by the hand and they take you to a to a better place, like towards the a brighter um, like to the sun somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and without it, uh, everything could feel very hopeless. Yeah. So I think so. So that's like when it, where the lows uh, kick in, and uh, I mean during these four years, there's been. A lot of things happening in my life. Uh, one of my absolute, absolutely, or my best friends, uh, passed away way too soon.
0: Um, oh, very sad to hear that.
1: Mm. Uh, well, oh, wow, it's it's super sad, mm. and um, and again, like there's music to hold you in your in in, in your hand after yeah. a while. Yeah, and uh, and at the same time, music can be like. When you drive super fast in a car, you can just like turn the volume up and it can also like give you a push in the back. Uh, yeah. Like at moments like that also. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about the like highs and lows. Yeah.
0: And when you wrote the songs for the album, did you want them to have this kind of function for other people yeah. as well? Is that kind of the purpose?
1: Yeah, I think the purpose is uh, mainly <laughs> egoistic, yeah. Because um, it's so hard to, it just it turns out to. I mean, you don't really know when you sit and write a song what what's gonna come out. Uh, but I think uh, for, for me, the that process is like one thing, and the other is to like meet an audience and uh, and have people like relate to them mm-hmm. and that is I think that's fantastic and uh, that's like a, the next step and I, n- I never like when I started making music I never really had any uh, intentions of that to to happen because uh, mm. I was like making music in my room as everyone did yeah uh, at, at some point and uh, I just wanted to make songs <laughs>
0: So, so how did it develop from making music in your bedroom to actually st- you know, starting this project and, and actually releasing music?
1: Um, that was, a, it was also a, a quite time-consuming process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I didn't really know how to... Because I produced uh, almost everything that Vita uh, released. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the first EP, it was it's five years ago now, I think, six yeah. years. And um, there that was, that was a lot of work going into that. Um, and since, I mean, we didn't know anything, I didn't know anything how to produce. I just, like, I just, uh, I mean, other music producers now can perhaps relate, but I just yeah. had, like, a limiter on <laughs> and just had, perhaps... I know that on the first EP, all the tracks had over one hundred, uh, like specific tracks for instrument tracks mm-hmm. per song. Okay. Which is, which is crazy. That sounds I mean, a lot, uh,
0: like a lot. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, when we sent it to the to, uh, to the to the mixer, mm. uh, he was like, "Guys, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't know how to do this?" And we were like, "And I was like, I, I had no idea." Mm. <laughs> but can you make it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, but then we had a f- first, uh, first shows and we actually, we got, um, we played here at, at a club in Gothenburg. It's called Yucky Dawn. We have our first, mm-hmm. our first gig here. And it was like, we were so many in the band. It was like eight people. So okay. basically mm. f- since everyone brought their like pals, yeah. it was, it was completely full. It was packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good first show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. Yeah, that's not a given. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, that's an advice, even though bands uh, have been rather tough now, but uh, yes. be a lot and everyone can bring their friends and they have a good starting
0: point. You'll have a great starting point. Yeah. yeah. So that, w- that was the time. You were eight at that time. And now when you play live, I, I believe you are around four in the live show or... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, uh, but we have a really, like, dynamic life setting now, Mm -hmm. uh, and it really depends on what kind of show it is. Uh, I mean, like, when we, so, just pre-pandemic, we played in uh, the Netherlands and Norway, and then we were eight Mm -hmm. again. Um, And it's, I mean, it's it's very nice, I think, to sometimes, and I mean, we played with, like, a string quartet, and... Oh, that's beautiful. It's nice to... Hmm. Yeah, it's... um, I think it's very interesting to also invite people to uh, like join for uh, for a tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's always nice with an extra synth. I think. Yeah, of course. Or, or two. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, just as a as a side note, you you also actually do research on the brain. Is that correct? On the on.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's correct. I'm I'm not only the brain but also like growth factors and uh, biomarkers for brain development. So.
0: Okay. And and how, how long have you been doing that for? Uh,
1: almost
0: uh, th- three years almost. Mm-hmm. And seeing as you're a creative person and a musician like what got you in- interested in this field as well? Like what's the connection? Mm.
1: In- I think I've always been uh, very int- intrigued by uh, how things function <laughs> and how to like disassemble things and uh, and I think like there's a the, the, there's an, uh, there's a like a big curse it really corresponds to what happens like in the production part of the uh of the songwriting uh, mm-hmm. which I, I really think that is such a, such a huge part of the songwriting itself. Mm so where you really try to put things together and like explore um so that i think that's very creatively that's that's fantastic like in the within research you mm-hmm. have uh, no pre-specified like limits so mm. like this is exactly what you're going to do mm. and then so it's not like that it's like uh, so i think that's um yeah that corresponds quite well and it's very i think it's very fun mm.
0: And, and what what's what can you do when you've finished your research on biomarkers and all of these other things what's the Ooh. what's the goal there um
1: i don't know i mean i'm um so uh i finished medical school and uh i will i i, I see myself as uh, i think it's such a fantastic combination <laughs> yeah. uh, and so We'll see. Perhaps go to a postdoc somewhere and do a postdoc and uh, Mm. explore things, Mm. (laughs) learn new things hopefully.
0: I think it's super interesting to think about like the brain and the different centers for creativity and and how that connects with, you know, making music as well.
1: Yeah. Mm. And I think also it's a very... Uh, I mean at least I, I think it's very important for me I can't just speak for everyone but mm-hmm. to have like at least one other thing and, and for me it's been like uh, like, uh, like I juggle these uh, mm-hmm. these two things but I think it's very important to have like an outlet for uh, whether it's uh, play tennis or whatever mm-hmm. uh, or running or drawing or yeah. just to uh, to really uh, where you can evolve and you can learn other stuff. It was just how synergetic effects to the other things.
0: Definitely. And I think another thing that really is really fascinating with you and your music is that you're very, your ability to to write songs and perform them in uh, different languages. You've done stuff in (laughs) French, Spanish, English, Swedish. Am I missing something?
1: <laughs> but what about german no, so um no uh, yeah that was uh, i mean it's actually uh, I, I i can yeah I can tell a bit about it we we did a or i did a, a project with Google for well now i think it's like th- three years ago or something yes uh, where they approached me they had a new algorithm for translating um words okay great (laughs) so that was what actually sparked that but i've always i mean like on this album uh, there's one track uh, lumiere which is uh, which is in french and where i just i recorded it and first i I sang in english and i was like this sounds this this does not sound right at all Mm -hmm. Um, so then i wrote the the text in, in in french and just recorded it and it was like two takes and Mm. that's it so. I
0: think I, I saw this Google or at least I saw a thing on the web where you could change the language in one song in into four yeah, different yeah. languages. that's the thing right mm. <laughs> and just speaking more about France can you tell us about mm. your connection to France as well
1: yeah so my grandma she is uh, basically half French so she mm-hmm. lives there uh, like um, more than a half a year, or mm-hmm. uh, more than six months each year. So I've been there since I was a little kid. Um,
0: That's great. Which pa- part well, of France do you know the best?
1: South of France.
0: South of France. the Nice. One. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's actually it's very fun. I mean, you, um, sorry, but in our pre-show, mm-hmm. you also mentioned that you were in in Paris. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I studied yeah. cinema
0: in Paris. Yeah.
1: So how, how do you th- do? You feel like there's any a different vibe or how do you interpret? definitely
0: definitely but i think my view of, of the south of france is a bit skewed because i've mostly been there for like the Cannes film festival and stuff like that oh, And yeah, that's yeah. like something completely different <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to being able to just go down and chill in one of the provinces more yeah. and i guess that's more of this experience you've had right yeah mm.
1: exactly so, uh, yeah, no, no, I mean, not a, not a huge fan of Cannes uh, <laughs> per se, <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I suppose the film festival is fantastic. Yeah, of yeah. course.
0: It's a, yeah. it's a classic. But uh, it's a as classic. I, I don't know if I, I'd want to go there like the other parts of the year necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah but one funny thing that I, I actually read was that, you know, you you had an old car or something where you actually had the... the Debut album of Justice was stuck in the CD player, is that correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's absolutely correct.
0: And you like that album a lot, right?
1: That was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember my, my mom had a like uh, V seventy. It's mm-hmm. a, like a, you know, classic, classic cars. In like Sweden. the Volvo, right? As a Volvo, yeah. So we had, and it was it was a really shitty car. It was like it, I think it was over like uh, forty thousand mm-hmm. uh, miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had this like six, it was six CDs uh, mm-hmm. player, but we only had one CD in it yeah. and it was uh, cross by mm-hmm. Justice. And it was just like, and even though the car was really shitty, we had a, it was a huge sound system. It was like, like I don't know if they bought it from some mm-hmm. like former I rag- wish we yes. call it in Sweden or something. Yes. Like a
0: uh, good sound system.
1: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very good sound system. So anyways, we could just like, Put it crank it up and it was like i've, I've never experienced that kind of sound like mm. in the studio perhaps yeah uh, but it was massive wow so uh, yeah i mean that was a game changer mm. for me 100
0: and and but, uh, was it true that you once uh was able to show your demos to one of the members as well for vita bergen
1: that is, uh, that is also true. Yes. And so, Could, how uh, did that happen? Like, uh... yeah. So it was through our record label, mm-hmm. um, and somehow he, he got our, uh, our our demos, mm-hmm. and uh, he was super friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Xavier, and mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he actually he listened to them. We sat down um, here in Gothenburg, and he he, he gave me feedback that's awesome um, that that's i mean that was crazy uh so uh yeah hat hats off for for that yeah i am um, i mean uh, i i think that's that's such a nice thing to, to do like generally i mean even though i mean we're obviously obviously not not even close to just this level <laughs> but i think like you have so much, you experience so much, uh, and you learn so much, and I mean, I just can look at myself when I was, like, beginning, it, I mean, mm-hmm. like, meetings like that, they they meant a lot for, like, your process, and you, like, have some faith in yourself, you could have, like, oh, okay, so this is not terribly bad, or yeah. whatever, so I think that... Uh, yeah, I, I I I try to do uh, to bring it forward or to pass it forward. Yeah, mm. oh, I think that's great, nice. and I think it's
0: great when these kind of things happen out of serendipity, like you listen to an album oh. like that and then you get a chance. Like, I just love these kind of stories. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. And uh, <laughs> talking about stories, do you have like a favorite uh, memory from playing abroad? With Vita Bajan?
1: Um Yeah, I have so many. I mean, mm-hmm. like especially during these times and pandemic, where we can't play, uh, you just like line them up, yeah, <laughs> and like text like the, we're not band chat in our like band chat, like oh, do you do you guys remember like uh, Hong Kong? Do you remember when we blah blah blah? Uh, but oh, so, so you played in
0: in Hong Kong even?
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we did that, uh, but I think like. Okay, so we, we played in in Los Angeles. That was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a, I mean, we just had such a good time. And, mm-hmm. You know, we stayed for, we played, we just had two shows in the US, so New York and, and Los Angeles, okay. and we just stayed for for an extra week in LA. Wow. Uh, but my, I think my favorite, favorite memory is uh, actually when we played in Barcelona. Uh, it was like... Great place! It mm-hmm. was packed, and we just like it was such a perfect. Uh, they had a, like a gin tonic bar mm-hmm. right right across. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Which just was important for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so we just hooked up with some really nice people there, and they mm-hmm. showed us town. I'm like, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget it. That's great. That's really yeah. great.
0: <laughs> um, I have also been thinking a lot about. Uh, you were talking a little bit about your production methods and stuff before, mm. but I, I was thinking about your, a lot of your song has this kind of synthy sound, some some people will call it retro, but you could call it whatever. Could you tell us a little bit about how you've developed that sound and a little bit which synths you work with for th- those yeah. that are interested?
1: So, I, I I started out, like, on a zero budget mm-hmm. with just VSTs. I, I went to this place called uh, uh outside of Gothenburg, and I bought my whole, like, setup for less than $100. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I recorded the whole, the first EP with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, cool. that was just, like, you know... I'm very I'm very fond of Kontakt yeah. uh, and like the complete library. Mm-hmm. So I use a lot of stuff from there. Yeah. Um but then I gradually once the finances mm-hmm. <laughs> allow for it I gradually go um, like uh, and trans- transform that to um, to more ana- analog synths. Mm-hmm. So now I really I love electron um, mm-hmm. like machine drum I, oh. uh, I have uh, I like analog keys analog four but keys the keys version mm-hmm. uh, and then I have a, um, a Roland uh, uh, GX8, opposes mm-hmm. uh, uh, with a well like the, with the little module like PG PG 200 module so I I think mm-hmm. that. Um, that that sounds very nice I really prefer that sound over the Juno for example which Mm -hmm. a lot of people like in retro sort of like or synths definitely prefer Mm. but I think that's uh, a little bit more characteristic sound Um, Mm. so I love that and I also like recently um, I've been using a lot of like the Yamaha uh, they have like this uh, Mm reface collection it's just like tiny synths but it's right um, right you know, you know, you know. Who, what but you about, can yeah.
0: explain a little bit. It's t- smaller sense, right?
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. I have one over here, but um, mm. it's uh, and it's just like really basic, uh, but it, it gives like this great sound. I just mm. it's really hands-on. You just have like the filters and everything, and no presets. You can just like
0: mm.
1: and mess around with it. So um, that's important. But I would say that the electron machine drum was really important mm. for for making the album. The analog keys and uh, uh, GX8. Mm-hmm. GX8
0: and what would you that say was... about otherwise, in general, the sound of another day in paradise? What was your inspiration when you found that kind of sound and expression?
1: I think like on two of the tracks, uh, like on two, they're like semi instrumental, mm-hmm. uh, which actually the title track, another day in paradise, and uh, another one called Lines. Um, I think that's like I think that really puts the finger on 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 the whole vibe mm-hmm. cuz I just like I just played around with these synths mm-hmm. and kind of like found I found like a nice nice sound and then just went went along with it and mm-hmm. just uh I just put up all my synths and I I mean those I mentioned it's just like <laughs> I have like an addiction with the uh, instruments so yeah. I have a lot mm-hmm. um, so I just like put them all out on the floor and uh, sort of like I have this oh, a huge uh, like uh, effect chain mm-hmm. uh, which I must say like um, the Eventide H9 mm-hmm. uh, I have two of those and that is really I really can recommend that also for people it's like mm-hmm. massive amount of presets all the Eventides um, like uh, reverbs and stuff but, Excellent. Oh, yeah. If you have two, then you're almost unlimited. Then you're set. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so I guess like the, the, the sound brought really that really set the stage for uh, for the whole vibe, and I always like this like dramatic melodic um, sound. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think maybe some people would describe your music as theatrical maybe as you say it's quite dramatic um, which, which I love I think it's nice because it's, it's a very like strong emotional expression
1: uh, thanks yeah. I, I'm, I must say that like uh, since you are pro in filmmaking I, I like when I mu- make music I always have like a, a scene or something like where mm-hmm. I see like a movement or at least like a moving picture or a nice. moving frame like it could be just like a a wave that's mm-hmm. like crashing over a, a little like uh, island or something, but it's just like something with momentum mm. and to try to, oh, well, oh.
0: you want to capture an ambience or of a scene, yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. And yeah. when, when you write the songs, do you usually start with a, with a, like the, the music or the, the lyrics or the so- or the, the melody? What's, how do you do it?
1: I think I usually start with uh, like the like the the music, like the mm-hmm. the production, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's sort of like uh, I mean I have my like note block, notebook where I scribble down like lines, but then usually like you, you you can kind of get the the essence of the song mm-hmm. just out from the from the basic production kind of kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. So it could just be a line or something that really describes, and like, okay, so yeah, that's a chorus. I think that word should be in the chorus, mm. and then uh, you know, sort of like blooms out of that mm. uh,
0: from there. Oh, it's an interesting process, and I, I would imagine too, since it it took four years to make this album, that you <laughs> you have a lot of like demos and other songs that you did
1: during that time. Is that correct? Oh uh, yeah, 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 a lot. Um, but uh, uh i don't know it, it, perhaps that's a little bit different uh like in filmmaking mm. uh, where you really i suppose you really have to sit down and like finish more or less before starting mm. the whole filming process no but there's or... definitely
0: more of a freedom i think in being a, a songwriter in being able to try everything beforehand and then just yeah. scrap a lot of stuff as well of course exactly. yeah And um, I think it's it's very fascinating. What would you say has been your your biggest inspiration in music? I mean, we mentioned Justice, but are there other other albums or artists that has been important to you over the years?
1: Uh, Well, there there are so many, and you you walk through all these phases in life. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just because this is I remember like I had a kind of like a late. I would say I was a late bloomer in music Mm -hmm. because, in the house where I grew up, like we didn't listen to music that much, or I wasn't like introduced to like the classics. I think we had like perhaps like the number one, uh, the the Beatles, like the singles. Mm -hmm. I think that was basically, and then was some like Andrea Bocelli Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not usually (laughs) does that (laughs) please the. The, the teenage... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, never no, so, just I just had to like discover, I mean, nobody played an instrument, so I had to like discover, and that mm-hmm. was, uh, so it took, like the process took me some time. So mm-hmm. I kind of like in, like when I was in the, in like high school, I will really discover like the, like the indie bands from like Canada, and like, mm-hmm. you know, Bright Eyes, uh, Wolf Parade. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just like opened up the scene for me, mm-hmm. and then I started to go back to like Bowie, Reed, right. and uh, all the fantastic people. Mm. Uh, but then, like you walk through phases. I, I, I mean, like, I had a really electronic focus, uh, like some years ago, where mm-hmm. I listened a lot to. There's a Finnish band called KXP. Mm-hmm. Um, we played at the same festival as them in, in Germany mm. some years ago. And I just like that. That's fantastic. Uh, also like Soft Moon. Uh, it's really, I don't know if you know it, it's really kind of dark, but very nice. Mm-hmm. Then we have like Factory Floor, more current. Mm. Uh, also like really synth driven with just live drums. It's fantastic. Excellent. Uh, so so you, you take these little, you went to these little uh you, you go on these little trips, and then you so you listen to it, and it's like all new and it's very, very, very interesting. Yeah, and then you, I think, then you return to your like sort of like baseline, but you are equipped with some more, uh, with some tools or some, exactly. uh oh, inspirational oh, hmm. melodies, or whatever.
0: And, um, I mean, you, this album has had some great reception uh, since it was released like how how did you take that how did that feel for you when when, uh, when, you, when like, you heard I mean, all that all of that
1: i think that since we are uh, so it's so uh, are <laughs> so scarce on uh, on actual feedback from actual human beings uh, yes. like <laughs> to meet people in person mm-hmm. i think i was actually it was very nice to see that i was just like not completely like yeah. rubbish Ray, battle, radio silence uh, yeah. yeah yeah but uh, at the same time i mean you it's so hard like with the reviewers and stuff it's it's really hard to uh to know it i mean you could just have a, like a bad day or a good day or whatever yeah uh, and it's and that's like why you really have to go out and meet the people like your audience yes and see like whether um well is this something that stuck or? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So speaking about that, like what for uh, rounding up a little bit, what's the what's yeah. the plans for the future for Vita Bergen and for for your music? What can people expect?
1: Yeah, so we had this huge plan, pre, the, a huge pre-pandemic plan with like we had a new booking agency all over Europe and it was just like I a oh, huge European tour and it's like, yeah. bam. Uh, then everything cancelled and uh, so now we're just like can we play in Sweden at mm. the end of the year we hope so yeah. um, so but still still, we don't know but we, we really hope that we could at least, at least do like one or two mm. gigs and we have them we have them um, we have dates that are booked um, mm. so uh, we just haven't we can't really confirm yet because we, we don't want to give false hopes. Yeah,
0: you want to make sure that you can actually do those gigs. Yeah, and I'm
1: not sure, I mean, what's going to happen, like, with the, I I mean, I talked to all my indie musician friends, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, we don't really know whether it's going to, the markets, I mean, because I suppose that, we've been a lot to Germany, for example, and uh, Mm -hmm. we suppose that, I mean, probably the German bands are going to be, like, they're going to play there first, and they have so many shows booked now.
0: Oh my God, Uh, yeah.
1: So, I mean, well, I think we have to wait yeah but I think that's okay also. that's
0: fine yeah we'll just see what yeah. happens but I, I, I for one I'm really looking forward to hearing this new stuff live oh. so thanks let's uh, where should people follow you to, to keep up with the news for, for concerts and stuff
1: yeah you, you are more than welcome to follow uh, our Instagram mm-hmm. uh, VitaBergen uh, 000 okay uh, cool. on Instagram and uh, i uh, try to keep things uh not to put out too much things mm-hmm. i think the social media is uh, <laughs> yeah man. i get a little panicked over it but
0: it's it's yeah. chaos but you'll find the most <laughs> essential stuff there in your posts i guess and we'll also make sure yeah. to link all of your releases here in the in the Thanks. podcast description so Fantastic. man it's it's been a bla- i really appreciate that you wanted to come on and talk about your your music
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, thank you very much and uh, keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) So that's it for episode 17 of Electronic Talks. Uh, We're available as usual on both YouTube and all the audio platforms. So make sure to follow us there. Um, And that's it for this week. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you next time. Bye bye.